love never dies. It just changes, you know, like absolutely if you started, you know, who gets married to get divorced. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody does that. And, and it's, it's hard for the couple to realize that they're not on the same page anymore, but it doesn't generally in most cases, not every case, but generally most cases, I would think that, you know, it's on some shape or form, you still want the very best for that person. You want, you know, them to be able to move on successfully as you want to move on successfully. I- Hello, folks. That's Jane Enright, Change Matter Expert, and you're listening to My Super Awesome Life. Enjoy. Hey, hi, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. My Super Awesome Life. We got Jane here. We got some uh, new members joining us to talk shop and uh, talk all things related to uh, breaking up the do's and don'ts. I'll let Jane dive in and uh, see where she's at. Jane, how are you? I am awesome on this Super Awesome Saturday. How are you, Ross? Oh, no complaints, Jane. Life's good. (laughs) Beautiful morning out here. We are rocking and rolling. Excellent. Okay, we're here to talk about change again. And uh, thanks for having me back. Last week, we talked about hooking up with uh, Leanne Galloway, which was a super awesome podcast. You can uh, hear it now on uh, my super awesome life along with our earlier ones. But this week, we're going to talk about breaking up because breaking up can be hard to do, uh, particularly talking about divorce, uh, divorce in Canada, um, during a pandemic and how we can make it a little easier. The way I look at it is every ending is a new beginning. And sometimes, you know, it's uh, wonderful to have some support and some assistance to, to help you along the way to make things a little smoother and easier so you can successfully navigate change and begin that brand new storyline in your life. And I'm very fortunate. I've got, um, we've got Andrea Klein and uh, Michalina Cusano uh, here. Michalina, did I pronounce that correctly? You did. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) They are here from the wholehearted divorce. Who knew there was a divorce coach? This is what you guys do. You help uh, women and kids. I know you help men, but primarily women and children through divorce, navigating divorce so they can successfully start a new chapter in their lives and make things a little smoother and easier. Welcome. Lovely to have you. Thank you. We're thrilled to be here, Jane. I'm thrilled to have you guys too. You're gonna, I know you're going to be on our website. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but I want to get right into it because I know that our listeners are going to have a ton of questions. And the first one is we should be asking you, who are you? Like until I met you, Andrea, I didn't even know there was such a thing as a divorce coach. What does a divorce coach do and why should we, we speak to one when we're going through a divorce? Hi, Jane. Okay, so um, basically, the wholehearted divorce, the reason we created the wholehearted divorce is to support women, to be able to provide them with information, and to connect, connect them with a network of other professional women who can support them in areas they need help most. So Divorce Coach is here to help you navigate this very challenging transition in your life, because divorce is more than just a legal process. It's a very, as we all know, emotional process. And while lawyers are great to help with the legal aspects of divorce, um, we feel like the wholehearted divorce kind of helps bridge the gap between the legal and the emotional. So helping people understand, you know, things about communication, communicating with their spouse, things to make divorce a little bit easier. 
on them. So that's, oh, that's the premise. Absolutely. I'm all, I'm all about easy. I'm all about streamlining stuff, especially who wants to use their lawyer as a therapist either. That's pretty expensive. We want to save some time and money, right? Yes. So not that all lawyers aren't nice and we don't want to talk to them, but it can get expensive if you're doing that. So how, okay. So how did you guys get started? How did you start the wholehearted divorce? What's your background? Um, Andrea, if you want to start, and then I'd like to ask Nicolina as well. Sure. So I'm a senior family law clerk and a certified divorce specialist. I've been working in the area of family law for about 12 years now. Um, and I've always felt like there's something missing. Um, a lot of times, many women would come through um, the offices feeling overwhelmed, afraid, frustrated. Um, often women would complain of having spent thousands of dollars and feeling like they're not getting anywhere. Um, so what I find in the family law system or in the court system too, in general, is that um, it's very reactive. Um, it's not proactive. Mm -hmm. So I feel like uh, one of the things that was missing for these women is that they're responding. They're not, they're, they're reacting. I'm sorry. They're not responding to the conflict. And when we respond instead of react, we're able to change the outcome. We save money and we come out the other end happier and healthier. So again, that's, that's sort of the premise behind creating this, this business. That's fantastic because we're all about awesome. And the thing is, we can't forget about kids in this too. And I think, Michalina, that's where you come in because you've got some experience with kids and talking to kids about um, change and, and divorce and, and whatnot. Can you tell us a little bit, bit about you um, sure. and your background and, and what you do? Sure. I, uh, I have been teaching uh, children for the past 20 years. I uh, teach them karate. And oh, wow. a third degree black belt, and uh, oh I love what I do. Um, but I started on uh, a journey uh, in coaching about 2012, and it was uh, just trying to help children um, navigate through their their emotions, such as anxiety and depression. And uh, when I met Andrea early on this year, and uh, she told me about the wholehearted divorce and her ideas. And just um, because I had been through this, I just got, I'm just newly divorced as well, uh, two years now. I would have loved to have had this kind of support. I would have loved someone to hold my hand I was, as I was going through this transition. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. Cause it, I mean, it can be very traumatic and dramatic depending on your situation, but it doesn't have to be like that. I think that's what you're saying. Uh, and you're going to give us some tips and tricks about, about how to do that. Okay, so Andrea, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with you because when we first started talking about collaborating and speaking about divorce as a topic, because obviously a lot of people are navigating change and divorce can be part of unplanned change. Um, you commented that there are four pillars of a successful divorce. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So the four pillars that we've determined that are essential to divorce, to have a successful divorce, are having support, proper support network, um, taking care of yourself, so self-care in terms of eating right, taking care of yourself, making sure you're resting, drinking enough water, um, education, and communication. So when okay. those four pillars are in place, um, you come out the other side feeling better and in a better position than you were um, yeah. before. Okay. And so we're going to talk about communicating kids, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Let's start off with, you, you know, 
if we're if we're talking about education, what do we need to know before we go to the lawyer? What like because obviously we're not saying don't go to a lawyer. In fact, you're saying the opposite. You're saying it's good to go to a lawyer. It's good to you you do need to use a lawyer in Canada anyway yes. for for different reasons, and you want to use a lawyer to make sure that you're getting the best you know, settlement and equalization that you can fairly for both parties, both men and women, because that isn't that the purpose of equalization to when you leave the relationship, you want to be on a level playing field as much as possible. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, and education, um, I would certainly say in terms of going to see a lawyer, um, that would be a part of education. That's that's where you're educating yourself. You're learning what your rights are, what your responsibilities are. Um, you're, but also that doesn't um, stop you from even going online and maybe just doing some research of your own. You know, what is equalization? You know, what um, what will it look like if, you know, we decide to sell our house? Um, you know, just, just finding out information, learning the information, learning about the different processes that are involved, you know, that a lot of people think when I get divorced, I have to go to court. Well, that's not necessarily true. There's alternative dispute resolution. You know, if you educate yourself on the processes and the things that are involved in divorce beforehand, it just makes you feel a little more at ease when you do see your lawyer. Absolutely. Especially during uncertain times. Because yes. you know what, you could be sitting down at the table and saying, okay, honey, we're going to sell the house and today it's worth 500,000 and gosh, tomorrow it's worth four, you know, 400. That's yeah. a big change, right? We don't know. We don't know what the next five minutes is going to bring. We don't want to get anxious about it, but we can't help but um, be a, a little bit nervous during uncertain times. So, okay, educate me then. What do I need to know Be or what should I be doing? What are the top 10 things I should be doing um, before I speak with a lawyer? or while I'm speaking to a lawyer? Um, one of the things you want to do is you want to make sure that you have information available for the lawyer. So even before you meet with a lawyer, um, you want to make sure that you have your recent pay information. So if you're like a T4 employee and you know you, know, you have your income tax return from next last year, sorry, you want to bring that with you so that they can um, determine sort of um, how much support you may be entitled to, or if you have your spouse's income information, how much that person would pay. Um, yeah, making sure that you have your income taxes done is very important. Um, if you can in advance preparing, you know, what your finances look like. So big picture of what your finances look like, maybe doing a budget, um, recording what your income is, um, all of that sort of thing, stuff can really help. Um, and also writing out a point form story can be very helpful. So writing out important dates, when were you married? When did you start living together? What are the names and ages um, of your children? All of this mm. stuff helps the lawyer give you the information you need. So having okay. it ready in advance can really help. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have to rehash and spend a lot of time and money unnecessarily getting caught in the weeds, you know, yes. as you're sitting in the office, because it's an emotional time. The other thing too, in terms of um, having a, a discussion, I mean, I guess as much as you can work things out before you go to the lawyer, like having that discussion with your spouse, you know, um, cause you certainly don't want your spouse to be surprised and get a letter from the lawyer saying, by the way, you know, I want a divorce. I think you want to talk about that before. Not easy to do, not easy to do. And you don't necessarily want to have it when the kids are around, do you, Michalina? Definitely not. That is something that you would want to speak about before telling the children. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. 
Okay. And we'll get more back into the kids. Okay. So we're preparing our financial disclosure. We're writing out our story. We're talking to our spouse. We're trying to sort it. We're coming on this for the, our purposes here. We're presuming that both of you are on the same page that, yeah, you know what? We're folding the tents. This isn't working out. We're moving on. We're, we're starting a new chapter and, but, but it, you know, we're trying to do this reasonably and amicably because I know sometimes it can't be, um, but we're not, for the purposes of the show, that's another show. We could, we could go like two hours about that, but we're, we're talking to the people that are, Hey, you know what? This isn't working out. Maybe you've been sharing space during COVID during lockdown and, and it just accelerated. Disasters are an accelerator for change. So this can bring a lot of people to a situation where maybe things weren't so good before the lockdown. And maybe it's like, geez, you know what? I'm not sure, you know, we're really well suited to being, you know, a couple anymore. So we're going to prepare our financial disclosure, have our discussion, write out our story. Um, you've got also talked about engaging the right professionals at the right time. So other than a lawyer, who might you want to talk to? So there are a lot of other professionals who can help out. So for example, if you and your spouse have decided, you know, you may want to sell the house or you're thinking about selling the house, you may want to get a real estate agent in to do a fair market valuation to see how much the house is worth to maybe give you some tips on how to, you know, increase the value of the home. Um, you may want to speak to a mortgage broker, like if one party wants to buy out the other party's share, maybe speaking to a mortgage broker to make sure that you know, you qualify for the financing is very important. Mm -hmm. um, a um, financial advisor can be very helpful um, just to help you kind of understand maybe creating a budget and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, there's a lot of there's like Nicolina does like a children like a parent a coach can help. Mm -hmm. Again, just helping the children kind of, you know, get their emotions out and, and mm -hmm. helping them deal with the separation. There are so many other professionals involved. And um, although it may seem counterproductive to be hiring all sorts of outside help at first, in the long run, it does save you money. It does. Absolutely. And I, I would think particularly during a pandemic, you'd want to, you want to be saving money because, you know, as I said, and change can change its mind anytime. And who knows some of those portfolios, you might just be exchanging packs of toilet paper rather than money, you know, <laughs> depending on what stock you bought, you know, yes. I don't know, penny yeah. stocks, pennies or pennies. I don't know. What do you think, Ross? I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. You, anything can happen, right? Okay. So what, okay. Educate yourself in the processes of if involved in divorce. How do I do that? Where do I go for help about that? Is there a specific website or book or, you know, program that you can help uh, direct us to? Yes, absolutely. So I um, often refer people to a website called stepstojustice.ca. Okay. Um, it's a wonderful website. They have a lot of very accurate information on the processes involved. And actually right now during COVID, they have a, um, an FAQ section that talks a lot about some of the family law issues and sort of what to do, or um, kind of provides families some guidance on what to do. Let's say, for example, if you know, you're not sure if you should be sending your child for an access visit right now. Um, you don't feel safe. So there's a lot of information about that yeah, type yeah. of thing on there yeah, as yeah. well. It's a wonderful resource. They have all kinds of legal information, but their family law section is wonderful. Oh, good. Yeah. And you, yeah, we want to make sure everybody's safe, like not just health wise, but physically and emotionally and, and, and whatnot as well. And, and we'll, again, we're, we're going to touch on that as well. I, I guess that's a great segue into having a support person available. Uh, what you, you mentioned that 
Um, who would be a good support person? Should it be somebody that you know, somebody that you don't know, a bit of both? What, how does it work? A support person should just be somebody that you feel comfortable um, sharing your story with, somebody that you can be vulnerable with. This might be a family member, a really good friend. Um, it, if you don't, a lot of people don't maybe feel like they have anybody that they can share this with. So that's where coaches come in. We can be, you know, there to help you, to hold your hand, to go to meetings with you too. Um, but having a support person is so important. Um, they can just kind of be your sounding board. Somebody can bounce ideas off of, um, can offer like unconditional support. It, that mm -hmm. goes a long way when you're going through something this challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, the other thing that you mentioned too is finding a lawyer who offers unbundled services. I mean, that sounds like a phone plan. It sounds like <laughs> Rogers. How, do, how does that work? <laughs> So traditionally, when you hire or retain a lawyer, um, the lawyer will take on your case from beginning to end. They'll charge you a retainer, which can sometimes be a large sum of money. A lot of times we don't have a large sum of money, especially right now during COVID. Yeah. Um, so this is a kind of what's called a limited scope retainer or unbundled services as a way to make legal, legal services more affordable to people. Mm -hmm. So with an unbundled uh, service or limited scope, what happens is you keep control of your case, but you hire a lawyer only to do specific things for you. So for example, if you have a settlement conference coming up and you want to retain a lawyer to attend the conference and maybe prepare the settlement conference brief, you can retain them just for that purpose. But you and the lawyer, you sit down and decide what you'll be doing and what they'll be doing. And you just pay for those services as opposed to paying, let's say a 10,000 or you know, $11,000 retainer. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be better for sure. It's like paying your, you're getting your cell phone bill and he expected it to be 30 bucks and it's 300, right? We don't want that to happen. Okay. So that's a good way to keep costs down. Okay. What's now you're a law clerk, like in, in this scenario, do people talk to the law clerk at the office or do they talk to the lawyer? Is it important to have a relationship with you as well as the lawyer? Yes, often um, it's great if clients can develop a good relationship with the law clerk. Um, mm -hmm. Law clerk can communicate on the client's behalf with the lawyer. So if they're asking a specific question, maybe they can't get a hold of the lawyer, the law clerk can often kind of be that liaison between the client and lawyer, get information more quickly. Um, often law clerks can answer procedural questions or mm -hmm. can, you know, help you determine like what the lawyer needs from you. So they can kind of act just as an in-between, but they can be very helpful. And often the law clerk's billing rate is a lot lower than the lawyer's billing rate, which is um, okay. sometimes a great way to save some money too. Okay. So are most lawyers receptive to this? All the lawyers I've worked for are very receptive to it. They, they appreciate it because obviously lawyers are very busy. They have mm -hmm. jam-packed schedules. Anything mm -hmm. that the law clerk can take off their plate, they're very happy to um, have that. Absolutely. Oh, good. Fantastic. Okay. And then what would be the last one? I think it was something to do with documentation we were talking about. What should you do about that? Yes. So um, the last point I want to touch on is making sure that you respond to all documentation requests um, from your lawyer. So if your lawyer is, you know, um, asking you to provide financial statements for your business or your lawyer needs your income tax returns, um, that's to just make sure you have all this information and respond right away because then it saves you from having unnecessary follow-up requests. And again, you know, lawyers charge for emails and, and phone calls. So making sure you, you know, are proactive and providing everything you need helps save money um, and avoiding costly follow-up requests. Time, time and money. Okay. And also, and I know another question, cause I was speaking to someone about you guys, I was recommending you 
Um, you know, like who knew just like a karate coach, you would have a court uh, coach to go through a divorce. I mean, I think that's a, a wonderful thing. Um, but the other thing they were asking, the question that came up in conversation was, do you actually have to be, when you talk about separation, do you actually have to be living in separate residences or you, can you be legally separated and sh still sharing space? You can actually be legally separated and still living in the same space. Okay. Which might happen right now with COVID. There might be people that are, are have decided, hey, that's it. We're, we're not doing this. We're not going to be living as, we're living together, but we're not continuing on in our relationship, but you're still sharing space because you have to, because maybe one person can't afford to, to do that. I think that's an important thing for people to realize that it doesn't, there's not just one way. It, it's, you know, there are definitely, everybody's situation is unique. Everybody's situation is different. Okay. Now I don't, I don't want to forget about uh, children in this. So um, Michalina, we talked a lot about the mechanics of divorce and what to expect and how to prepare for it. So how do you prepare yourself to talk to your kids and how do you prepare and what do you say? Cause there must be different things to say depending on the age of the children. Can we focus on the parents? Where, what, where's your headspace? Where should your headspace be when you're, when you talk to your kids? Yeah, the first thing that I'm going to highly recommend to uh, a parent or parents is that you're self-regulated, you're emotionally regulated before you tell your children. Because mm -hmm. if you're not emotionally regulated, you cannot help your children navigate through their emotions. Mm -hmm. So not being angry, like not, not you know, name calling and, and doing awful things in front of the kids, like saying, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like just very, and, and I guess hopefully as a couple, as parents, it's all about the kids. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's all about the kids. Like, forget about you. You know, you can handle yourself later. At that moment, it's all about your kids and you have to have a united front and you've got to be on the same page and, and as calmly as you can explain what's happening. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that, um, you know, I start off with on the, the, the top five things you need to know before telling your children is the first thing is telling the same story. Okay. So the first thing I would say is you need to be in agreement, in agreement that you're, you're separating. Um, mm -hmm. So one of you, you know, if you, one of you doesn't want to separate and the other one does, um, that's not going to work. That conversation is not going to work with the kids. Right. Uh, so although that maybe one of you want to rush to tell your children, it's really, I, I highly recommend, if possible, that both parents tell the children together. So a united front is really, really important. Mm -hmm. um, and also telling this the, the exact same story. Yeah. And come, to, come into agreement. Now, if you're going to decide to change the story, then I, I highly suggest you tell your spouse so that, again, you present a united front. Because this is going to be a very confusing uh, and challenging time for your children. Absolutely. It's confusing and challenging for everybody. Yeah. It, but, but you're saying it doesn't have to be um, more so. You're trying to make it less so by, by what you're telling us. Okay. These are all good things. What else? What else um, should you be mindful of when you're um, speaking to your children? Yeah. So staying clear of name calling and saying hateful things uh, about the other parent is, Im mm -hmm. is imperative. Um, being angry and wanting to tell your side of the story is perfectly natural and I highly encourage it. However, I recommend, I recommend finding a support system to talk to, whether it be a family a member, a friend, um, but better yet, even a healthcare professional. Mm -hmm. 
somebody outside, somebody who's not in the inner circle, like family and friends, because family and friends, you know, it's an adjustment for them too. And people yes. can get emotional, right? There's and an emotional people- attachment there. And uh, it's better, in my opinion, to have someone that you can talk to um, that's not emotionally involved. Yeah. Okay. So, and maybe, um, is there a way to do that? Like, do you have resources on your website to, to find those kind of people? We're, we're in the midst of creating that right now. <laughs> okay. All right. And the other thing too, is that they can speak to you as well. Cause you're acting as a support system. So you would be a third, you would be an objective third party. as a coach. Yes, I am a, a trauma informed coach and uh, I've been uh, coaching uh, children and women uh, for this, uh, for the last uh, few years. Okay, perfect. Anything else that we should know? Like what, I mean, I was, I mean, I used to teach kindergarten, right? I loved it, but you, but I'm not going to um, talk to somebody who's five, the same I'm going to, I'm going to talk to somebody that's in grade 12 or who's a young adult or maybe in university or a teenager. Any tips and tricks for talking to kids that are younger um, like, you know, five and under or seven and under versus uh, a little bit older spectrum? Yeah. So I'm going to, I always uh, tell parents that, um, you know, your child better than anybody and you'll know, um, you'll get a sense for what words to use or how to, how to say it. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when you're telling a little five-year-old, uh, you're not going to get into, um, huge discussion about it. Just something like mommy and daddy are going to be living in different homes. However, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to see both of us mm-hmm. still all the time. And we love you very much. Mm-hmm. You're talking to maybe a 14 year old, a 14 year old child. You're going to say, listen, mom and dad really love each other, mm-hmm. but we have decided that we're going to get along better if we're living in separate homes. Mm-hmm. We love you. Mm-hmm. Nothing is ever going to change. And you're going to be able to see both of us. Wow. I'm getting goosebumps as you're saying that, you know, because I think for me, love never dies. It just changes, you know, like absolutely started, you know, who gets married to get divorced. Right. Uh, I I don't think anybody does that. And, and it's, it's hard for the couple to realize that they're not on the same page anymore, but it doesn't generally in most cases, not every case, but generally most cases, I would think that, you know, it's on some shape or form, you still want the very best for that person. You want, you know, them to be able to move on successfully as you want to move on successfully. I truly you want believe, your kids yeah. to be successful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. To be kind, to try and be kind to each other. A great time to be try and be kind to each other, no matter how you're feeling and kind to your kids. Okay. So let's say, okay, we've told the kids, um, things are changing. Um, we're starting a new chapter. Um, we've got the mechanics going. Um, in terms of ongoing support, is there anything that you guys offer? I think you said you're developing a course of some something, like an online course. Yes, we're actually in the process of developing our 12-week program designed to support women as they go through um, their divorce. So from Mm -hmm. the beginning um, and just kind of support them on for 12 weeks and offer extended support after that, Um, that the course will be based on the four pillars, sorry, course will be based on the four pillars of the successful divorce, as we discussed earlier, Mm -hmm. Um, again, education, communication, support, and self-care, and just Mm -hmm. really diving into what each of those elements means. Um, There's going to be activities, there's going to be group coaching calls, and a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff. Oh, fantastic. So somebody can get on, get on a Zoom, 
And uh, hopefully they have more technical expertise than I do. That's why Ross is here to keep me, <laughs> keep me on the straight and narrow. If I didn't have him, I wouldn't be able to have that, this happen. But yeah, get on a virtual call, get on a telephone call, meet, meet in the park, meet in your office, whatever, and, and have a discussion. Okay. What, okay. How do, how do people reach you if they want to reach out to you? How do, how do they reach you? So um, we have a website and the website is www.wholehearteddivorce.com. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. W-H-O-L-E-H-A-R-T-E-D-D-I-V-O-R-C. Um, and you can email me at Andrea, A-N-D-R-E-A at wholeheartedivorce.com. Excellent. Okay. You know what I love about you guys is your passion for this. I mean, I can tell you've both been through, I mean, law clerk, you've, you've gone through divorce yourself. You're taking a lemon, you're making lemonade. You're saying, look at, uh, we've got some information. We just want to pass along to you um, and work together with the legal system to make this a whole lot easier for everybody else. Um, is there anything else we've forgotten? Is there anything else that we should be talking about that we haven't talked about? Um, I know you mentioned, Jane, a little bit about talking about divorce during COVID and mm -hmm. um, some of the rates. Oh, yes. Tell us. What, tell, what is going on? What is happening? So we don't, oh, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, we don't have any uh, statistics yet, really, because the courts are actually just reopening now. Um, mm -hmm. We have seen our, our current divorce rate is 30 38%, and it mm -hmm. isn't expected to increase um, mm -hmm. following COVID. Um, in China, the divorce rates increase significantly. In Italy, they increase by 30%. So we're mm -hmm. expected to also see a rise here in Canada. Sure. And you know what, we're all in this together, you know, and I, I think it's important for people to know that they're not alone. You know, divorce and, and, and divorce happens. It just does. You know, it, like not everybody, it, it's great if you can find that special someone and, and, spend their life together, but sometimes that doesn't work out. And that's okay because, you know, new, you know, other things, there can be joy and happiness and, and uh, new beginnings on the other end, but it's getting to the other end. It's getting to the A and Z that um, we talk about. One of the things that I talk about is looking outside in rather than inside out. And sometimes that's hard to do when you're um, breaking up with anyone. Um, but particularly when you've been in a common law or, or a marriage and um, whether you're same sex or, or um, traditional married couple. But I would think that for your purposes, you talk, you, you talk a lot about women and children, but if a, a gentleman called you up, if a man called you up or a same sex couple got in touch with you, that's okay. Like you're not, you help everybody. Oh, absolutely. We help everybody. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We just, again, I, designing this program, just being women who've been through it and mm -hmm. again, having a lot of experience with women. I just feel like right. you know, that's the sort of like our target or I guess our niche, but um, sure. certainly I would help anybody if they had questions or needed support. Yeah. Or you'd point them in the right direction as well. Absolutely. Okay. Super. Ross, our producer, anything we've forgotten? Because I know we always have awesome guests. Have I forgotten to ask anything? Yeah, well, the biggest thing that I was I was thinking is you guys have said so much great stuff in terms of the divorce happens. You can know, then you've come to the agreement that you are going to separate. Um, you've gone through. You've gotten the lawyer uh, involved. You're working out the details, and let's say things are going along and you're going through. The big thing that I want to kind of touch on and get both of your uh, perspective, ladies, is I mean, divorce isn't. It's not just 
you go and you sign the papers and divorce is over. I mean, as a, a child of divorce, I mean, it's the years after too, where you're still processing what happened. You're still going through it and you're still trying to understand everything that happened. So looking at kind of more long-term, what would be your advice to uh, the parents of who have just had a separation and dealing with things after? So dealing with the new living arrangements, dealing with having to work their lives outside of now going through spending their years together. Now they're separated and they have to deal with everything after. Mm-hmm. The next chapter. That's a great question, Ross. Thanks for bringing that up. So I, um, what I want to, first thing that comes to mind is just making sure that your life post-divorce is child-centered, child-focused. If you have children, you, you know, do not involve them in conflict. So just making sure that even as you move on to the next chapter, you may have a new spouse, you know, you have other perhaps stepkids that are involved, just making sure that they always feel included and loved and still making sure that you're still spending that one-on-one time with those kids is so important. Not making them feel like outsiders, you know, when you're a new wife and kids, you don't want to do things and you have to really, really make them feel included, make them feel loved. That is putting the children first is primarily number one. Mm-hmm. What about what about activities? Because you know that's a big thing that you see sometimes. You know, time with kids. Because you you want both parents to have you know time with their children. That's that's important. But you know, oftentimes you see parents fighting about. Okay, well, you can't see Johnny because Monday's my night, and he I'm going to soccer, and you can't go. You know that kind of stuff. Like, which how should you handle that kind of stuff? I always. Um recommend to parents to put themselves in their children's shoes Mm -hmm. right and that means how would you feel Mm -hmm. if your parents were going through this and you were Mm -hmm. stuck in the middle right yeah yeah it's not I always say uh it's not about being right it's just about doing the right thing right right by your children yes and um further to that too is 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 trying to keep things because everything is going to change Mm -hmm. I, I highly also suggest to parents Whatever you can keep the same, keep the same. If right. they can keep the same school, mm-hmm. they can keep the same friends. Keep mm-hmm. being relatives on both sides. Yes, very important. Grandparents are yes. very, very important because that doesn't always happen. That doesn't mm-hmm. always happen. Yes, but sometimes what happens is in you're in the midst of it. There's so much anger, and there's so much. Again, there's a, it's hurt really underneath mm-hmm. that anger is hurt, mm-hmm. and this is where I think um, Andrea and I can come in and just mm-hmm. show you another way. Yeah, I love that. I love it. There, there is another way. There are options. There are choices. Um, Ross, did that answer answer the question that you had? Any any more on that topic? Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is your I think the general consensus is, yeah, focus on the kids, focus on going through. But I look at it, you ha- your life's not just about your kids. Like you yourself are going through this major life change and you're dealing with all the pain of ha- having someone you love and you care about so deeply. And as we've kind of discussed, that love and care doesn't go away. It's just different because of the situation. So mm-hmm. I think it's great because what I look at is, okay, as the parent, your time spent focusing on the kids, doing the things that you're speaking to focusing, trying to make sure that there's still balance. There's still that sense of reliability and what the day to day is going to look like. But I think it really hits home. Um, 
because you look at everyone and I mean, yeah, going through this is major. This brings a lot of pain. So it's great to have you ladies come in where you can offer that care and support to someone and use the your experience and your professional experience and help them rather than just a family member where, I mean, for instance, it's like, I don't know, you, if your friends and family, either they've gone through a divorce, maybe they haven't and they can do so much and they can help care. But at the same time, it's hard because... I don't know, you might be feeling a specific moment one day and be trying to have that question answered, but none, no one in your immediate support circle can help do that. So I think it's great mm-hmm. where you guys can come in and give that feedback, give that coaching and just be, know mm-hmm. that you, they have someone here who can help lend support and who really wants the best for both yourself and your family. Yeah, exactly. I'd have you on speed dial if I was going through it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be texting you. Okay, this just happened. What's going? Okay, what do I do now? Walk me through this. Okay, Michalina, just one more thing I want to ask you too. So you, yeah, you not only talk to parents, but you talk to the kids as well. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so um, ta- having uh, ch- ha- children, having someone that they can talk to. Um, that is not emotionally involved mm-hmm. is I think is so important. Um, oh, I've talked yeah. to so many children who tell me things that they cannot tell their parents, not mm-hmm. because they don't love them or because they're not close to them is because we always want to please our parents. We don't want to upset them. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, um, we don't want to hurt them. Mm-hmm. So having a sounding board and I'm because I'm not emotionally involved mm-hmm. and I can help them navigate through those emotions, but also see things from other points of view and then right. changing um, the way they see things as well. That's amazing. I love your part. I love your perspective. I love your attitude. I'm so glad you started this business. I'm so glad. Are there a lot of divorce coaches out there? Like, I mean, you're the only one I know. Are there others? I, I don't know. Um, there are. Um, I, I don't know too many, um, but uh, there are some there. And there's like a course you can actually take to become a certified uh, divorce coach as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you, I, I guess, you know, I, as I said to our uh, guest last week, Leanne Galloway about dating, I said, if there was the Olympics of dating, she would have the gold medal. If there was a divorce Olympics, you would have the gold medal because you, you know, you're doing it. Your perspective is just, Hey, we're in it to win it here. We want to come out of this, you know, unscathed. We know there's going to be change, but we want to successfully navigate navigate change. We want to use all the tools in the toolkit to do so. So along the way, we can make it um, easier and um, less painful for everyone involved and help everybody, not just uh, parents, but um, the, the children, if there are children involved and hopefully extended family members, you know, have a fresh new start, have a fresh new beginning. I got I one more quick one. I mean, just, uh, just to kind of pose one more for you guys. <laughs> Ross, always, I love that. Ross always has that one extra question. That's perfect. That's he balances me out. Go for it, Ross. What is it? I was thinking just, okay. So yeah, the big thing is talking with the, the children and trying to get a sense of where they're at and you want them to share, right? You want them to have the opportunity to speak how they're feeling. I think the thing that I, I would think is that it's not always the easiest to get your child to talk about it because they're going through this pain. They're going through this trauma of not seeing their parents um, together anymore and not living with them in the same situation. I'm wondering, uh, Nicolina, if you could speak to it. Um, how, how do you approach that when you're trying to 
see how your child's doing, see how their um, how how their what their thoughts are, but they're not as receptive to being able to have this conversation. How would you approach it? How do I approach it as a coach? Um, maybe as a, as a coach or parent, just giving some advice because I think sound like obviously if you care about your child, you want to know how they're doing. But if they're if if you're having a hard time getting them to speak about their feelings, it just makes the situation a lot tougher. So I'm just wondering some advice that you'd be able to lend uh, to those parents who are trying to have these difficult conversations. Yeah, um, I am going to um, say give them space. They need time to process. And if they're feeling anger, if they're feeling sad, they have the right to feel those emotions. And letting them know that, just say, you know, I, 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 I get that maybe you don't want to talk right now. I just want to let you know that when you are ready, I'm here for you. And if there's anything that I can do to support you right now, please let me know what that is. Mm-hmm. And when children um, feel that they are listened to, that is when they're going to listen to you. Awesome. Yes, when they feel heard. I think too, as uh, when you were talking about as much as you can have things not change. Now, I know that this isn't possible in all scenarios, but I do know parents that as their children, you know, after they divorce, after they separated divorce, they still continue to get together for family dinners. For example, they might have a family dinner once a week. Now, that again, that's not always possible, but not it was time possible. for both parents to be with the kids. You're still a family. I mean, even though you're separating as parents, you're still, I mean, the way I look at it is you're still a family. Have I got the right perspective here? You're still like, you're still a family, no matter what, if one parent lives in Flin Flon and one parent lives in Halifax, you're still a family. You still, you know, you, you brought these children into the world. You have a responsibility to keep, to keep doing that successfully. Is that correct? Absolutely. And uh, I highly recommend that to parents uh, that are going through divorce. And uh, there are a few clients that that I have that do that. Mm-hmm. And is it difficult? Uh, sometimes. Yes, sure. it is. And especially you if you eat a lot of crow, you know, you might have to go and have a shot of whiskey in the bathroom, you know, between sure. horses, you know, to get through dinner, depending on the situation. But yeah, uh, I mean, I'm joking about that. But but yeah, so as much as you, you said, as much as you can try and keep things the same, like having a dinner together or celebrating a special occasion, like a birthday or a graduation or going to a soccer championship, you don't have to sit together, you know, you don't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, but, but just being there, you know, mm-hmm. as a family unit or parent teacher interviews, you know, going to parent teacher interviews and together, and yes. together you know, yeah. sitting there and, and, and then having a debrief with your child and say, wow, you know, mom and dad, we went to talk to, you know, Mrs. So-and-so today, your, te- your geography teacher. And she said, you're amazing. She said, you're like, you're the best geographer ever. She thinks you're going to be on the cover of National Geographic. To hear both your parents say that at the same time, even though they don't live together, I would think would be reassuring. Absolutely. And um, I've seen firsthand the joy that children feel when they know their parents mm-hmm. are they're separated, but they're still, they're still a united front. It makes yeah. a huge difference. The children huge. Yeah. Or if you're making a big decision like university, having both your parents drop you off, maybe you, maybe you arrive in separate vehicles, but you're both there or you're both at your university graduation. You know, yes, absolutely. It never ends. You never stop being a parent. Never. And I think that's really important to tell children too that although mommy and daddy's love for each other is changed, 
Mm -hmm. A mommy and daddy's love for their children never changes. Never changes. Still love your kids. Still love your kids. And moms and dads go through different things at different times in their life. And they may not be there the same way they were, Um, you know, for whatever reason, they may be dealing with their own issues uh, for whatever reason, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that they don't care. Yes. Yes. And one thing I just want to add to that, to keep in mind, um, very important when you're getting into your next relationship. um, One of the things, a lot of times parents can get along and they can go to those parent-teacher interviews and they can go to the sporting events. But what happens is one spouse will meet somebody else Mm -hmm. and that that new person may prevent them from Mm co-parenting effectively and cause. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to keep in mind that when you do get into your next relationship, having that conversation with the new partner about... Mm -hmm. Hey, this is my child. This, you know, co-parenting is very important to me and I plan to continue having a relationship with the mother or the father or with the other parent um, Mm -hmm. so that our our children will thrive and our children will do well. Very important to just have that conversation at the outset because we do see problems with blended families Mm -hmm. when one spouse gets into another relationship. It could be the difference between having a successful relationship or not, right? Because- Absolutely. And I, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because you want to have that. It's a package deal. Yes. You know, it's a package deal. You're not just, you know, you're not just getting together with that person. You're getting together, you know, with that person and their kids. Absolutely. And, they, and, and it's a package deal. Yeah. It's like, it's like a cell phone plan. You're not just buying one. You <laughs> like the unbundled three. <laughs> you're signing up for three or four. There you yeah. go. I mean, there have to, there have to be rules on both sides, but I hear you. But, but again, yeah, values that gets back to what Leanne was saying last week. Doesn't it Ross? Remember she, I wrote it down. She said, I said, what do you have to do to have a successful relationship? She said, you have to four things. I think it was money, um, family, like beliefs about family, um, career and, um, and interest in relationships. Yeah. I think and the big thing is just important. being on the same page, right? And that's what mm-hmm. these these ladies are speaking to and giving, yeah. giving us great insight is if you got to be on the same page, it's like the love for you and your family, that doesn't change. That doesn't just go away. So just because someone's not there in the specific picture on the day-to-day doesn't mean that the love and the care, like speaking from a male perspective, for instance, I know that the women they want, they, they, the mothers, you you want to be with your mom, right? That's like, God forbid anything ever happened. Your mom's first your call, but the dad, you know what? For me, if like I ever found myself in a situation, doesn't mean I stop want to see my kid. Doesn't mean I mm-hmm. want to stop being there during their special moments. And even if I'm in a situation where I don't see my child as often as I would like to, I still want to be included, whether my spouse is seeing someone else, which hopefully at some day does happen because you do want them to be happy, even if you don't want it to be in that situation, but you want to be there. And I think that's an important conversation that doesn't really get addressed that I'm glad you guys are speaking to. It's letting the person who's coming into this new dynamic, letting them know that the level of care is still there and they don't want to miss out and they don't want to be left off to the curb because decisions are getting made when they're not being involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. And yeah, if you get that ironed out at the beginning, you know, uh, it, it, and it's easier. I think it's it, it's different too for people that are getting into a relationship when their children are older versus when their children are younger. There's different responsibilities, you know. Absolutely. And when they're younger is especially, you know, is the most important time. Make sure you're having that conversation. 
Mm-hmm. Um, older kids, they may have moved out. Um, you know, they may be more independent, but the younger the child, the more they need both parents in their lives to get along and to co-parent with them. Mm-hmm. For sure. uh, ladies, would you, uh, I'm another, another one I just thought of <laughs> just getting my money's worth. We'll have any guys here. <laughs> we're getting our, our way. Listen, we're solving the world's problems. One problem at a time. If we were in charge, the world would be a better place. Of course. Go for it. Go. Um, what, I, what I would ask you guys is being a parent and knowing that the d- dynamic is different, what would you suggest to those who, those parents who are thinking, you know what, based on where things have evolved, I'm not seeing my child as much as I would like to. And I, I really want to see more time with them. Is there something they can Good do? Question. Is there a way they can navigate that? Because I think that's the toughest thing is when the frustration would arise. It's where like, you love your kid. <laughs> you want to be there what, what do you do in order to alleviate some of that concern with not being able to see your child as much that that is a very challenging thing and i mean a lot of people end up in court because of that very issue you know i'm my my ex isn't letting me see the kids now i have to go to court and you know um, bring a motion or something to let's say have more access with the kids i mean the best starting point of course is to have that conversation you know um I really, you know, put down in writing, you know, these are the times that I'm available. I'd love to spend more time with him. But really, when you're having that conversation, make it about, you know, you wanting to spend time with the child and about the child, you know, needing you in the li- their lives, right? So just making sure, again, that you have those really hard conversations is so important. Mm-hmm. I think, too, I guess that's where, I mean, if you're trying your best with your, your ex to have that conversation, to iron things out yourself, you've tried and tried and nothing seems to be working. I guess that's maybe where you might have to go back to a lawyer and say, look, it, you know what? We had this agreement. Uh, they're not, you know, it's not working out the way it should have or the way we anticipated it would. What's next? You know, what yeah. can you do? Is that, is that the time to, to do that? Absolutely. As much as, you know, it would be great if we could all just get along and resolve these things yeah. on our own. And that's why lawyers are there. And that's yeah. why the courts are there is to help us resolve these disputes and mm-hmm. to help, um, you know, again, it's the child's right too to have access with both, to have a relationship with both parents. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the right of the child. And as parents, we need to keep that in mind that, you know, this child has a right to have a relationship with mom and a relationship with dad. Unfortunately, mm-hmm you know, other things get involved, sometimes money convolutes things. And, you know, mm-hmm. so people kind of lose their way. But certainly, that's where the courts and the lawyers um, would help would be able to give some advice on how to, um, you know, which avenue to pursue in order to get more time mm-hmm. with the children. If you can. Yeah. That's another show. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's another show. But I'm glad you brought it up, Ross, because you're right. Like, it's not all rainbows and lollipops, right? If it was all rainbows and lollipops, you guys would be out of a job, right? You wouldn't be sitting here talking to us. So, you know, you're here for a specific reason. Because, you know, change, you know, change does happen in people's lives. Unplanned change, sometimes we anticipate it. Sometimes we don't. In uncertain times, we are going to have a lot more people considering their options and um, saying, look, it, we, we know that life is short and anything can happen. And I've had some time to think and uh, they may be moving on from a relationship that uh, wasn't necessarily the best, but hopefully looking for a successful new chapter and you're here to help them do it. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having the two of you. You've shared a lot of great information. I've learned a lot. Ross, I think you learned a lot too. I mean, you had a lot of great questions. Thanks for chiming in. And yeah, 
Yeah, well, go to thewholeheartedivorce.com for more information from Andrea and Michalina about how they can help you and uh, their 12-week course is coming up. And of course, you can visit our Ask the Expert section on my super awesome life. Thanks so much, guys. Have a super awesome day. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, ladies. That was awesome.